Chapter 2 A few weeks later Mauro looked out of the window and became worried. The last rays of sunlight were making their way into his room, painting it orange-red, the colors of danger. A few dark clouds were on the horizon, being pushed by strong winds and moving quickly ahead. The night would come fast and the kid was still feeling unsure. Was he going to do it? As the ghost had asked Mauro to help him, he had hesitatingly agreed. Mauro had felt pushed into a corner and agreed in the spur of the moment. The ghost knew this, however, so he made sure that he didn't overstay his welcome. He had told Mauro that he was bound to the moondial and that he always had to be within a certain radius of it no matter where it was. The ghost had explained further that he needed to see the symbols when the moondial was activated to complete his mission, but what mission he didn't mention. More importantly, however, that night the ghost made Mauro a proposal that would allow him to visit the moondial in a respectful manner, a simple rule. If Mauro had the moondial open, it was okay for the ghost to enter the room, but if it was closed, the ghost was not welcome and had to stay away, not just from Mauro's room, but also from the house. That way Mauro felt he had enough space for himself and the ghost had also enough time to look at the ghost watch. The boy had agreed on this and the ghost had kept his word. Many weeks had passed however since then and the ghost wanted to move ahead with his mission and with the thing he needed the boys' help with. So after a few brief positive conversation at night, the two agreed on tonight for the mission. Still undecided, Mauro had a few more hours to choose if he really wanted to help him. In fact, he was scared. It felt like taking a step into the unknown, but not being ready for it. He knew ghost hour would begin before 1am, so he had to leave right at midnight in order to make it by bike to the lake, where the mission was supposed to take place. That was late enough that his parents wouldn't notice him leaving and early enough that he could make it there in time for ghost hour. Mauro decided, however, to take not only the moon dial with him, but maybe a knife or an axe. Finally, the clock struck midnight and Mauro put on his backpack. A part of him was still convinced it was a mistake, that it was crazy, and even as an old man, he would look back and think, respect kid, but still you were crazy. When he passed his parents' bedroom, thoughts of guilt and doubt were pounding his brain with every step. Dad is going to kill you if he finds out. The ghost is going to kill you anyway. But with the spirit of a young man, he decided to just challenge the gods and to walk out of the house. Was it dangerous? Maybe. Probably. However, once Mauro was out the door and on his bike though, a new world opened up to him. A sense of freedom only young people can experience fully overcame him. At that moment, he realized that nobody knew where he was. For the very first time in his life, nobody knew what he was doing and nobody could stop him. And this ironically stayed with him all throughout his life. It became something he chased from then on and it influenced many decisions he made in the future. Make your own rules, walk out the door, don't tell anyone, be free and experience something crazy. There was only one catch though, it had to work out fine. This night, in retrospect, determined whether he would become an adventurer or an ordinary Joe and all of this depended on one thing, everything working out fine. The clouds were darkening the night sky and the moonlight were having a hard time peeking through the clouds when he reached a path into the forest, close to his house. Mauro was riding his bike through the darkness of the forest and now things started getting scary. The wind picked up significantly and the trees were swaying like crazy. 
creating some deafening noise. At times the path became pitch black and the boy found himself constantly bumping into bushes and hitting tree branches. Finally he reached a clearance and the lake became visible. The moon did its best to provide some light and the tree lines on both sides of the lake close to the shore were slightly visible. The lake was shaped like a worm stretching out into an S-shape and the end of it, the head of the worm, was not visible because of the trees. As the boy got to the shore he could make out their old fort to the left. He and his friends had built it out of dead wood and old planks a few summers back when they were children and it had been sitting there rotting ever since. It was square in shape and the flat roof was a little more than a meter high, making it as spacious as a four-man tent. If anything goes wrong tonight, he thought, he could hide in there with his axe and his knife in hand and wait until the morning. So Mauro decided to check it out, parked his bike right next to it, put his backpack with his weapons inside and began wandering to the shore. Okay, just stop thinking about what could go wrong, Mauro, he told himself. The ghost had said, as soon as ghost hour started he would appear close by, but not too close, maybe a few hundred meters away. Then the ghost first had to find Mauro. That's the life of a ghost. You're always wandering around, searching for something, but you can't quite find it. And so you come back, every night, or at least most nights. The ghost had said that every ghost is bound to an object, and he is bound to the moon dial. So wherever it goes, he goes, and he can't leave the fairly small radius of a couple of hundred meters. Also, he had told Mauro to open the moon dial since this would make it easier for him to sense it and to find where it was. So that's what Mauro did next. He popped open the cover and waited in front of the lake. Finally, the wax started slowly glowing and ghost fog started building up. Right on cue, the clouds disappeared, the wind stopped and the full red moon became visible, exactly in the middle of the lake. Suddenly everything seemed like it was meant to be. The ghost appeared shortly after from the water, directly underneath the blood moon and not as the boy had assumed from the dark forest. Everything seemed so perfectly orchestrated. He floated over the water to Mauro with some relief that the boy really had shown up at the lake. The ghost, however, didn't set foot on land, not that he really could anyway, but stayed floating over the water. After a brief comment of, I'm glad that you're doing this, boy, Mauro felt his gratitude. For some reason he hesitated in answering, but instead felt it was the right thing to say. My name is Mauro, short for Maurizio. So he finally introduced himself properly. The ghost on the other hand was startled a bit and Mauro thought he saw a smile. Well it's hard to tell with ghosts with their fogged up faces, but then the ghost replied in an appreciative tone. My name is Dom, short for Dominikos. The moon dial hadn't been calibrated and used for over 150 years, Dom explained to the boy, and the mission tonight was to calibrate it. He said it would take a few hours, so Mauro had to be patient. After that the magic started. Dom asked Mauro to put down the moon dial right in front of the water, just centimeters away from it. Then he told him to carefully dip two fingers into the fog emitting wax of the moon dial, but that he should just use his fingertips. After that, the boy had to dip his fingers into the lake. As soon as his fingertips touched the water surface, the remaining wax on his fingers spread out slowly like veins in a semicircle over the lake, moving about 40 or 50 meters into the middle of the lake. Shortly after that, the veins got bigger and bigger and also started emitting some ghost fog. 
After that they bled more, smaller veins appeared to the left and right and soon the ghost wax covered the whole surface of the lake, making the water whitish. The initial veins were, however, still way more pronounced and were pulsating faster and faster, full of life. Mauro's jaw dropped, whereas Dom turned around and floated towards the middle of the semicircle made of fog, reaching from the shore to the middle of the lake. The magic was but far from over. Dom bowed down in respect and the landscape started forming right in front of him, out of the consistently rising ghost fog that was being emitted. Hills formed, many many meters high, ghost trees formed, bigger than real trees. Large boulders formed, lying on ghost grass, all of this right in front of Dom. Then from Mauro's vantage point, the earth's red moon merged with the scenery. Wow, Mauro exclaimed often. For the boy it looked like even the blood moon belonged to the ghost world somehow and it was a part of their world like it was a part of ours. Then the boy looked at the moon dial at his feet and saw symbols starting to appear and words of an ancient language. The dials on the other hand were moving violently clockwise for a few seconds, then counterclockwise and again in reverse. Then star maps appeared. They got bigger and bigger and kept floating directly into the ghost world scene where Dom was standing. Not just that, more star maps appeared and created a gigantic half dome in which Mauro and Dom stood. The moondial seamlessly mapped the current star's location on Earth and mirrored them accurately in the ghost scene. That was the calibration part that Dom was talking about. The created half dome got bigger and bigger, fuller and fuller, brighter and brighter and even more stars were synchronized by the second. Everything happened directly over the boys' head. As he gazed upwards, soon he couldn't tell which stars in the sky belonged to Earth and which were from the ghost world. His wonder never faded and even as an old man, he almost tears up with joy as he remembers it. This was the first glimpse into the ghost world and it was magnificent. Then whitish glowing eyeballs started appearing everywhere in the ghost scene, but only in front of Dom, still leaving a boundary between the ghost world and the Earth. Then Dom started waving, many ghosts appeared and it looked like it was a reunion for him. This lasted for hours and the landscape and scenery changed a lot. Also fairly grotesque creatures appeared and disappeared into the unknown. The boys saw floating boulders spinning around slowly, revealing faces and making grimaces. The scenery changed time after time and Dom continued to catch up with strange beings who all seemed to be happy to see him but they were only in front of him. He was never part of the group. Yet everyone told him stories, yelling over an invisible boundary between them, probably about the past 150 years. Many of them pointed at the stars and in the direction of a castle, very far in the distance, towering up on a high mountain. It seemed important to all of the creatures and it was in every scene that Mauro witnessed. It was shown from a different perspective multiple times and the moondial seemed to regard it as the zero point of the ghost world. It seemed to be the center of everything and everything else was moving around it. At last, Mauro heard the name he would remember his whole life, portraying the evil of the ghost world and the real world. Il Traditore, Il Traditore, Il Traditore, The Traitor. Eventually, the scenery changed one last time. Dom waved goodbye to his friends as the ghost dials spun around and different star systems lit up once again directly over their heads. In front of them, 
eerie giant stone statues started to appear. Grotesque in nature, disfigured and like models of an artist's expression of desperation. Finally, Dom floated back towards the boy. It looked like he didn't want to be close to this scenery in particular. Together, they gazed in silence out to the lake, to the last landscape forming, until Dom turned towards the boy and said, This is where all the ghosts come to, to enter your world, Mauro. Shortly after that, Mauro saw a long line of ghosts marching in queue through the forest of giant stone statues and they disappeared into thin air one by one, like slaves moving slowly, desperately longing to get back to earth to find something they had lost a long time ago. Ghosts come back to earth because they have to, not because they want to. Dom said to the boy and so, Mauro got initiated that night into some of the knowledge about the ghost world.